This is Kismet, the adventure of the survivors of the Vengeance, a fantasy novel shared a chapter at a time. Previously, four shipwreck survivors escaped on a crude raft. Tess was a prisoner on the ship. Now, rejoin us for Kismet. Chapter 5, Tess and the Fall of Punishment Luminescent shapes moved below the raft. A circle of squid, pulsing blue light, surrounded a school of fish. The pulsing grew more rapid, and they snatched at the fish in their midst. Sainan watched, sprawled on the edge of the raft. Fiona and Temer slept, but Tess sat awake, watching Sainan. He turned and caught her eye. "'What you see?' asked Tess. "'Some kind of sea animal. I think they're talking, but they're using light.' Sainan sat up. Tess tilted her head and continued to regard him with curiosity. Sainan returned her gaze. You were with the deportees, he said. So posh, said Tess. Thief will do fine, thank you. Where were they taking you? Good gumdrop island, but we was planning on getting off before my scheduled stop. Well, you succeeded there, said Sainan, resting his arms on his knees. He looked toward the horizon. Do you think we'll make it somewhere? One thing we's learned, she looked up at the stars. No matter where you're going, you end up where you've been. Tess thought back to the latest chance at redemption she'd turned down. The sister princeps walked in, dropped to a knee, and facing the window, pressed her hands together. Standing, she turned to the desk. Lifting her yellowed linen robes, she pulled the seat under her. The desk was bare save for a silver bell and two stacks of paper, one thick and one a single sheet. She peered down her nose at the papers. Two girls sat before the desk. She held up the single sheet of paper. Ashlyn Corta's daughter. She shuffled through the other stack, her lips pursing into a puckered frown. Occasionally, her eyebrows went up. She got to the last page. And Tessnack Uvel. She neatened the thick stack on the desk and folded her hands. Do you know why you're here? I swear, sister, said Ashlyn, it weren't like they said it all. I didn't take it, I just had it. The sister princeps raised her hand, and Ashlyn shut her mouth and sat on her hands. The sister picked up the single sheet. Theft. It weren't that at all. Quiet, child, snapped the sister princeps. She glared at Ashlyn. She drew back her lips, showing crooked yellow teeth. She glanced at Tessa's stack of paper. And you... Tess slouched in the chair with one arm over the back. Jezebel, said the sister princeps. Good one, said Tess. The sister sat back and regarded them both. You were remanded here to us. Your immoral behavior has brought shame to your parish, your families, and your souls. She stood. Your penance will be done here. As you wash the clothes of the city, you will slowly wash your souls clean. The Lord is merciful. Praise the Lord. She pressed her hands together. Opening the top drawer in the desk, she pulled out a silver inkwell and a quill. She turned around the paper and slid one to each of them. Sign your remandment. Cash only, no credit, said Tess. Impertinent child, you get no wage. Payment to the laundry is for the poor. You are here to atone for your sins, said the sister princeps. She thrust the quill towards Tess. Oh, if it's for the poor, said Tess. Me very best mates are poor, she chirped. She took the quill dipped it in the ink, and put a check mark on the bottom of the paper. The sister frowned, but slid the inkwell and quill to Ashlyn. Oh, sister, 
said Ashlyn. I want to go home. It's this or department, said the sister princeps, smiling. Tears welled in Ashlyn's eyes. She grasped the inkwell, dipped in the quill, and scratched her name on the bottom of the paper. The sister princeps picked up the paper. She pursed her wrinkled lips and blew lightly on the ink. Very good. She put the paper and the quill back in the desk drawer. Sister Modesty entered through the front door, a sheaf of letters in her hand. Wednesday post, she said. She placed the letters on the Sister Princeps' desk and left through the front door. The Sister Princeps rang the silver bell. A gaunt girl in black robes came in through the back door. A wad of bandages hid her hand, hanging from a sling hung over her neck. Dark circles rimmed her eyes. Sister Restraint, said the Sister Princeps. You will take these two to the dormitory. Show them their room, and then take them to the workhouse. Sister Restraint bobbed and addressed the girls. Please come with me. It was less a room than a cell. A windowless slit sent a gray slice into the room, showing two cots and two baskets. The girls crowded into the tiny space. This is your room, said Sister Restraint. The baskets are for you. There's a robe, a towel, soap, a rosary, and a Bible. Change into your robe. You can put your clothes in the bottom of the basket. When you take orders, you'll burn them. I'll wait in the hall, and when you've changed into your robes, we'll go to the workhouse. She stepped out and closed the door. Ashlyn grabbed her basket and dug through it. She slumped onto the cot. He's going to bring me back, she mumbled. Who? asked Tess, stripping out of her clothes. My Mikey. He did not have a choice. The schoolmarm were very wicked when she found me with her spectacles. I just wanted to spy them. I was going to give them back. Mikey, your parish priest? asked Tess. Aye, and my sweet hinny. You'll ne'er see him again, said Tess, pulling her robe down over her head. You'll spend the rest of your life doing laundry. That's the system, pet. Ashlyn's eyes welled up, and Tess stepped into the hallway. Sister Restraint led Tess and Ashlyn into the pressing room. Large square baskets filled with clean, pressed laundry sat on the three shelves lining one of the walls. One basket sat by itself on the top shelf. A large wood table dominated the room. A black pipe ran down the wall, with a small pipe snaking off to connect to an iron machine at the end of the table. The pipe connected to the lower of two polished metal drums. A jet of steam hissed from the drum where the pipe connected. This is your station, said Sister Restraint. She put her hand on the iron machine. This is the mangle. It presses clothes. The drum is heated. One of you will feed the cloth in here, while the other one of you turns the crank. You have to keep your fingers away from the rollers when you're feeding in the cloth, or else. Or else what? asked Ashlyn. Sister Restraint held up her bandaged hand. Ashlyn's eyes went wide. Clean cloth will be placed on the bottom shelf. When you've pressed and folded it, move it to the middle shelf. There's a tag on the basket with the name of the customer. When they ask for a name, you fetch it. What about the top shelf? asked Tess. We don't use it. What's that basket, then? Some house never returned for it. It's been there for years. Sister Restraint tried to pull a basket from the bottom shelf with her good hand, but she wobbled and sagged against the wall. Tess picked up the basket for her. These table linens will make an easy start. You work on this. Stay here until someone fetches you. I need to visit the infirmary. Sister Restraint staggered from the room. You crank, said Tess. Ashlyn pushed on the crank, but it barely moved. It's heavy, she said. She planted her feet and pushed harder. The flywheel began to turn, and the crank picked up speed. The mangle squeaked, 
a repeating phrase as the crank went round, punctuated by intermittent puffs of steam that leaked from the fitting to the bottom drum. The drums, geared down, turned slower than the crank, turning indifferently and inexorably. Tess picked up a table linen, folded it to fit, and dropped the end of the linen onto the feed. The drum grabbed the end and pulled the linen through. Tess tugged the edges as it fed in, preventing creases from being captured. Your fingers are a wee bit close, said Ashlyn nervously. Just wait, said Tess, smiling. She pulled the next linen from the basket and pinched two corners together without folding the cloth all the way down. As the rollers pulled the sheet through, Tess's hands were inches behind, nipping and pulling at the cloth. On the other end of the roller, the linen emerged, neatly pressed. Ashlyn let out a sigh of relief as the last of the linen came through. It's pure and only proper I should do this penance for my sins. Peh, hacked Tess. Sin. She pulled another linen from the basket. What is my sin? My parish priest sent me here for being a Jezebel. Her hands danced in the inches before the roller. We's here for being pretty. Ye had a lot more paper on the princeps desk, said Ashlyn. That old news, they don't even have half of the good stuff in there. They finished the basket in silence, and Ashlyn put it on the middle shelf. They pulled another basket and started again. Were ye with him? asked Ashlyn. What? asked Tess. Your priest, who called ye a Jezebel, were ye, ye can, with him? Ah, no. He wanted to be. So we's here. More linens went through the mangle. To the steady chuffing of the steam drum, the baskets moved from the bottom to the middle shelf. They finished the last of the baskets, and the girls leaned against the wall and watched the mangle slowly spin to a stop. We's going to have a look around, said Tess. But they told us to stay here, said Ashlyn. How eh, man? You're good at paying attention, chirped Tess. Tess cracked the outside door and slipped out. Ashlyn paced the length of the room. The inside door opened, and Sister Modesty poked her head in. Ouch, Tamman! Ashlyn grabbed the basket from the shelf and handed it to the sister. The sister craned her neck to look around the room, gave a look to Ashlyn, and retreated, pulling the door shut behind her. A crisp linen, embroidered with gold thread, covered the chapel altar. A silver cup glittered in the light of two fine white candles, planted in two silver candlesticks. The sister princeps walked down the aisle, hands clasped behind her. She got to Tess in Ashlyn's pew and dug her fingers into Tess's shoulder. I have been told, the sister princeps said, that you were not at your station today. Tess returned the sister princeps' glare. Ashlyn spoke up. She had to take sister restraint to the infirmary. The sister princeps frowned, but let go of Tess's shoulder. Very well, but do not risk my wrath, sinner. The sister princeps continued down the aisle. Tess rotated the shoulder the sister princeps had gripped and glared after her. Oh no, said Tess. You told a lie. I was helping you, said Ashlyn, distressed. Don't get in the habit of sticking your neck out for me. A turn well done is soon done in kind, quoted Ashlyn. You poor thing. Did they have a weekday schedule for who got your lunch money? What? asked Ashlyn. Sister Restraint joined them at the pew, dropping to her knees. Her yellow-tinted skin glistened. Ashlyn said, Sister Restraint, ye don't look well. The Lord will heal me in time, replied Sister Restraint. She smiled weakly. Will you take orders soon? Nay, I'm waiting to be called back to my parish. Tess and Sister Restraint glanced at each other. 
Restraint patted Ashlyn's shoulder with her good hand. And what of you, Tess? she asked. Will you take orders soon? Oh, yes. We shall take the name Sister Kiss My Arse. She stood. We'd sooner be deported. She walked out of the chapel. Wednesday post, said Sister Modesty, placing a pile of letters on the edge of the Sister Princeps desk. The Sister Princeps dipped her quill in a glass inkwell and scratched her name at the bottom of a piece of paper. She gently blew on the signature and placed the paper on the pile on her right. She reached over and picked up the envelope. Sister Temperance entered the room and stood with her hands held in front of her. Sister Princeps? Yes, said the Sister Princeps, opening the envelope. Sister Restraint has passed. The Sister Princeps frowned. We'll need another girl. She drummed her fingers on the desk. We haven't had a girl from Parish Tark in some time. Send a letter to the brother there and ask him for one. She pulled the letter from the envelope and scanned it. Oh, hell. Your parish priest recanted, growled the Sister Princeps. Ashlyn, sitting on her cot, looked up from her sewing. What? You're being sent home. Ashlyn's face lit like the sun. I kent it, my Mikey. She reached over and put her hands on Tessa's thigh. You see? She jumped up and grabbed the basket at the end of her bed. He'd never leave me here. She pulled her street clothing from the bottom of the basket, and a silver inkwell tumbled from her clothes. All eyes followed the glittering path of the inkwell, which fell with a damning thud on Ashlyn's cot. Ashlyn looked at the sister princeps, panic in her eyes. My inkwell, said the sister princeps through her teeth. Theft in my house. This means deportation. I, 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 stammered Ashlyn. The sister princeps grabbed Ashlyn's wrist. Sinner! Is mine, said Tess. Ashlyn and the sister princeps' heads snapped around. I twalked it and hid it in Ashlyn's basket. The sister princeps threw down Ashlyn's hand, and she leaned into Tessa's face. Theft! And casting your sin on others! Wait here, I'll return with the constable. The sister princeps backed out of the room, eyes on Tess. She closed the door, and they heard the bolt slide shut. Tess, said Ashlyn, you didn't do it. You'll be deported. And quietly she added, because of me. You're a small time, pet. We had a big reveal planned that you kind of ruined, but this is good enough. Besides, a turn doon well is soon doon again, or whatever it was you said. Tess took off her robe, pulled her street clothes from her basket, and put them on. Ashlyn wrung her hands. But it were my sin. Tess smiled at Ashlyn. Punishment falls with no regard to sin. The bolt slid free, and the door burst open. A panting sister princeps raised a crooked finger and pointed it at Tess. There she is, constable. Tess put her hands to the sides, fingers splayed, and gave them a shake. The constable waved Tess out. Come with me, miss. Tess leaned into Ashlyn and whispered, Top shelf basket, your wage. Tess gave her a wink and walked out. Without looking back, she threw up a hand in farewell. Ashlyn watched them go, then changed into her own street clothes. She jogged to the pressing room and pulled the basket down from the top shelf. A finely edged table linen lay on top. Ashlyn turned it back, revealing a silver bell, two silver candlesticks, and a silver cup. This has been Chapter 5. Next time, learn how the taciturn Temer became a sailor on the doomed ship, The Vengeance, through betrayal. Until next time, 